Welcome to our first EQ podcast. We have Celia Lipman with us today, a clinical psychologist and the founder of clinically proven mental well-being app EQ. With years of experience in counselling and therapy and specialises in clinical psychology, including depression and anxiety, and systemic psychology and science of relationships. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sri. Celia, I came across a research paper and I thought it would be extremely fitting as it is Valentine's Day, of course. And the paper is called Emotional Intelligence is the New Sexy. And I love the title, by the way. Mm-hmm. Would you want to give our audience a little bit of an overview of what that paper entails? Yeah, so in 2019, a friend of mine who is a life coach called Nick Hatter and I wrote this paper to kind of see what was really going on out there in the dating scene. And it was mostly written by Nick um, and I was practically advising him. Um, And he spoke or he interviewed over a thousand women via Google Forms and asking them about their preferences in men. Because there's so much information out there, especially from upcoming men that are trying to coach younger men into finding and uh, finding ways to catch, I'm doing little air quotes, women or girls um, and how, how to get them to like them. Uh, for example, Andrew Tate, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other people out there. Um, back in the days, there was a guy called, um, oh, what was his name again? Neil Strauss exactly so he wrote a book about how to kind of like seduce women and these were all psychological tricks um, including lying and like peacocking and things like that you know um, it became a little bit of mainstream joke but men were really using that and some women you know um, um, fell for it in a way because it's just tricking people and we have this whole narrative around women needing men to be alpha men and I I find that alpha men term like really terrible I it's a bit of a joke right like alpha male when I hear that it instantly triggers in me the idea that if you even subscribe to this thought pattern of alpha and beta like two classes of men that the moment you kind of label yourself as the alpha man you are actually the version of the better man trying to be the alpha man does that make sense absolutely absolutely I can agree with that and it's interesting now as well because I guess women and men women are working and kind of fighting so hard to try and be as equal to men as possible yet men are still trying to not all men and I'm not going to generalize but there's a fair few men out there that are still trying to stand on their alpha male pedestal and trying to kind of stop women from reaching those levels where and it can come from so many forms of manipulation or gaslighting and you know it happens women do it the same way as well but it's 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 a scary world we live in now where when it comes down to dating as well isn't it absolutely absolutely and you have you have uh, this kind of like void of role models out there that young men can look towards because this typical teaching pattern that has gone from um, male role models like parents and teachers and everything has been disrupted by social change, right? Mm -hmm. And um, a a lot of fathers are are doing their very best, but nobody taught them how to be safe and secure in their masculinity and navigate the world with women, you know, having as much say and as much um, sway, so to speak, in life as before. And how, how do they position themselves? And so this new narrative came up with women wanting men who practically are wealthy and they are arrogant and they're strong and they're powerful, right? Because it's kind of like 
a caricature of masculinity. So Nick was was very curious about this to say, is that actually what women want? Because of course, you know, if you ever sit down and you meet a real woman, you have a conversation, they won't be going around going, ooh, that man looks powerful and arrogant. I want to date him, <laughs> right? It's all about human connection. And I think sometimes that gets lost between the, the, the genders. Um, so he went out and he asked a lot of questions um, and having the, the women rank positive, so-called positive traits and so-called negative traits. And it was a mix of what would be extracted from this alpha mm, content, positive traits, like, like I said, arrogance, power, things like that. And then from what they're so-called beta traits uh, and um, that are perceived as weak, like um, caring, um, curiosity around women, integrity, um, things like that. And they had them rate them. And then, of course, negative traits um, as well. And the, the funny thing was that after going through everything, the most highly rate, ranked trait for the women was emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is practically being able to perceive other people's emotional state, be able to understand what that actually means, being able to regulate one's own emotions and understand what the emotions come, and then react in an intelligent, rational way according to these emotions, right? So mm -hmm. if, for example, a typical thing for a any person who isn't in tune with their emotions and is subscribed to a certain cultural norm like toxic masculinity, it's this word has been, you know, used down, stretched out and everything, but let's say um, that you cannot show weakness um, would be that if they are in a fight with their girlfriend the girlfriend leaves the first and most honest emotion will be the fear of losing that partner and attachment a fear of attachment loss but then they will evaluate subconsciously that emotion and say okay I'm not allowed to be fearful of being left because I'm a strong alpha male so they will talk that up with another emotion a secondary emotion that is anger so they'll be angry at their woman and they'll punch a wall and they'll you know go out and distract themselves or something like that now, if you're an intelligent, uh, emotionally intelligent person, you will recognize that you are experiencing fear. You will recognize that fear is the normal, natural, and healthy reaction to an attachment um, a challenge. And then you will most likely find a way to understand why the girlfriend left and how to fix that, mm -hmm. right? And that's practically what these women are saying is they want a man to be able to understand their emotions, why they are reacting in a certain way, understand their woman's emotion, and then being able to find a tool to put them back, to, to get them back together, to respond accordingly. And that is practically the contrary of everything that's out there that is kind of like alpha related, right? <laughs> and this is, this is over a thousand women ranking. It's, it's just, uh, this is what women really want. And it's so that you have someone like this Andrew Tate going out there and telling my boys and men the exact opposite thing because there's such a disconnect and everybody just wants to be happy and pair bonded right absolutely and I guess it's the thing at the moment as well where a lot of women and you know I've been on the dating scene I've seen what it's like um you you want to sit down and have a genuine conversation with somebody and before it was very much like having a conversation with somebody um, and if they're an alpha male, they love to talk about themselves, the gym, the money they make, the places they go. 
how much they love going places like Dubai, for example. And it, that was kind of their whole personality. And there was nothing more than that. Whereas now I think a lot of women want to sit down and have um, an interesting conversation, an intellectual conversation, a deep and meaningful conversation. So when you leave, it's not like you've sat I mean, it's almost like a copy and paste of men almost where it's like you could sit with four completely different men aesthetically, but it could be the exact same conversation again and again. And you try and find that little niche amongst all of them. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, also something that women are looking for nowadays is how does this man differentiate from the rest of the men I've already dated? And, you know, it's a it's a painful process and I can I can <laughs> really, really relate to it. Yes. But is emotional intelligence something that if you are kind of in the bracket of an alpha male, can they learn how to become emotionally intelligent? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is a thing that is, I wouldn't say relatively easy to learn because sometimes you have to unlearn emotional strategies that you've built over the years. And like when you were, you know, explaining your experience in the dating world, people are saying, okay, this is the car I drive. And then I go, I'm going to Dubai for a vacation. And this is, you know, what I earn and where, where I work and everything we kind of have to consider what kind of an impact that has on the person who thinks this is what is wanted and needed and the intrinsic internal disconnect of themselves as well because they are practically stopping themselves from really connecting and all those little moments that are, that are magical you know when you go home from a conversation when you go like you're almost skipping because you, you had that connection they are depriving themselves of that and that doesn't make them happy right? That doesn't make anybody happy. So buying into this narrative is harmful for for both and leaves everybody lonely. And once you've kind of learned that some of the the, the traits that are considered not masculine um, or weak or beta or whatever, then that they are part of the natural human experience and that they are good and that they have a place in life, and that doesn't mean like as a man, you have to cry all the time. If you don't cry, you know, you know, or not show vulnerability all the time, there's a place and a time for everything, which is exactly emotional intelligence to understand when is a time to cry openly and when is a time to kind of like put on a front, right? Because these are tools. And I think one of the best ways to go forward is to kind of like understand where is my belief system hindering me from personal growth and interpersonal connection and that usually is best if you do it with a life coach or a psychologist because you have to kind of unbury and unpeel things that you haven't even thought about so I think now one of the point with this whole alpha culture is a bit similar to the issue with the narcissistic personality disorder Mm -hmm. is that the person while being harmed by this thought process or these cognitions usually isn't ever going to go and say I need to change myself because their level of pain usually doesn't hit a threshold because if they experience women that push back then they'll just go on to the next woman who might not push back that way right so when you say if an alpha male wanted to develop emotional intelligence then there would have to come that usually change is triggered by pain mm-hmm. or necessity or an opportunity of growth. Like they might bump into a woman that just, you know, changes their world or a man, a man, you know, like uh, there are lots of men out there that are actually quite um, motivational and uh, inspiring um, and, and very safe in their masculinity. 
So it's kind of hard as, as if you have that mindset to realize that that mindset is the problem is, is very hard. So I think that is the biggest threshold to kind of developing emotional intelligence is realizing and recognizing that you have the need to develop emotional intelligence. Okay. So what would you say if you were to give a piece of advice to somebody who kind of is trying to change their ways, trying to better themselves, has kind of gone through this cycle for 20, 30 years of being that man who just does what he wants to do and treats women how he wants to treat them and but now is looking to settle down and is trying to find somebody who he can really connect with but it's not been part of his lifestyle in the past what kind of advice would you like to give him I think that the advice for that would be really to book a coach book a psychologist I mean I, I, I bump into men all the time when they hear I'm a psychologist they'll be like ah interesting I don't really believe in that or I don't need that right <laughs> like I can sort out my own issues. And then I'm like, you know, your brain and your emotional state is like a Ferrari. And you're practically telling me that you, you got a hammer and a screwdriver and you're trying to fix your Ferrari. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? Why don't you go to someone who's studied for six years and is probably more likely to be able to help you to figure out what's, what's you know, going on with the Ferrari. Even if the Ferrari is just making a weird noise, but it still drives perfectly fine. You know, you want to get rid of that weird noise. <laughs> so. The best thing to do is to find external help because sometimes you just cannot see beyond your own experience. And the whole point of therapy is introducing external thoughts, right? And, and one of the things when you introduce me is this uh, systemic therapy. And that, that idea is that you are an element in a system and that system is, is closed. I'm, I'm with my hands, I'm making like a little bubble. So you're like this little marbles in a, in a bubble bowl. And you're always doing the same things because it's the same element, the same system. And sometimes it's broken. So if you put a new bubble in there or a new marble in there, it disrupts the system. It creates chaos, but then it also frees the system from being stuck and introduces new possibilities. And that's, that's what I would suggest to them. And for if anybody's listening to this who identifies as an alpha male and thinks this is all some feminist bull poop, <laughs> The thing that I would say, ask yourself, if you have a view of women being all the same, that they all want the same thing, that you can play them like a fiddle, that they're super predictable, and there's just nothing really novel except for, you know, a new body in the same mind kind of thing. Ask yourself if somewhere in there, there might be a little bit of a level of loneliness or boredom. And if you can say well, yeah, maybe to that, the probability that you have developed an interpersonal relationship strategy that disconnects you from the women, it is stopping you from seeing the women as individual people and actually connecting. And that would be the point where you go, huh, well, maybe I should look into something different because I can promise you women are not all the same. There's lots of bad women out there making lots of bad decisions, but there's going to be a lot more opportunity to have real relationships and, and find a woman that could build that future with you in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. So thank you very much, Celia. That was 
honestly so insightful and I think it's going to help a lot of people out there both men and women um dating is difficult as we know it's it's a scary time for us as well to be out there dating around and seeing what we like what we dislike especially since being in lockdown for two two years and god knows how many months um but yeah that that was amazing so in our next podcast we will be talking about is my mental health trendy and touching upon how tiktok and instagram and all the social medias are affecting our mental health and influencing and we're going to be de-influencing all of that so join us for the next one and if there's any topics that you would like our team of psychologists to cover in these podcasts or you simply just want to say hey feel free to contact us on our website www.eq-wellbeing.com signing out from the e-crew